podcast we're back max is back max say hi bam, bam, bam. back at it again baby whoop, whoop. and today we're talking about vaccines since it's clearly a hot topic for various things yeah we um, might even be late for this <laughs> um before i forget um dybpodcast at gmail.com send us your selfies getting the shot <laughs> Because it means a lot to us, so please do that. Um, anyway, vaccines is our talk. I'm going to go over a brief history real quick, and then we'll get into some other stuff, and of course, some conspiracy stuff as well. Um, all right, so I'll just take it away real quick here with the history. There's not a lot to it, um, honestly, so stick with me. The first word I want to mention before vaccination is variolation. Um, and this is actually su- a super old idea from like um, China and India in ancient times. Just the idea that, hey, if that person is sick, we should get in contact with that person so we get sick so that it's not as bad. Like that idea has been around for ages. Um, but it back then it wasn't always effective. Like you could have just been like, all right, he's got anthrax. Cool. Let me go hang out with him. And then they both die. But um, sometimes it worked. And this is kind of um, what led to the thoughts about it. So the first person I'll mention is Edward Jenner, who created the cure for or vaccine for smallpox in 1796. Um, Was that he, Bruce Jenner's cousin? Um like a little further back is there a great cousin he's running for governor bro (laughs) oh yeah i saw that whatever we're gonna get banned dang probably but unbelievable (laughs) no we'll edit that out um um he went along with this idea of the china and india get exposed to something but his idea is to take some sort of they call it in the article I was reading, in quotations, matter. So, like, pus or, like, shit or, like, something, blood maybe, of the person. And then either, like, you eat it or rub it on your skin or do something with it. He was following up on that. And he did some experiments on, what did he do? He did sheep, I think. If I remember correctly, there was like an anthrax. Wait, so he was he was taking the animal's pus and eating it. Is that right? <laughs> no. <laughs> or was he he was rubbing it? He was he was like bathing in it. What was he doing with it? So for the sheep, I don't know how they administered it back in the day. I'll say that. But I know that they gathered matter of somebody that was infected or something. Because he did it on sheep first. There was like an anthrax outbreak within livestock. It wasn't some humans were getting it, but it wasn't critical. But he wanted to study it there. So he did some things to try and um, I, I guess his process was find a sheep that is dying of anthrax, take some matter from it, and then somehow introduce it into another sheep. And then it would get sick and die from it, but maybe not as bad. And he would keep doing this until they didn't die. 
and then he would work with what he had to give it to a bunch of sheep and then none of them got anthrax so he was like oh all right like we're going somewhere here um and right out of the gate we've got some shadiness afoot (laughs) with vaccines this is there's no backstory to this but i can't think of a scenario that this is okay (laughs) basically so there's there's just an anthrax problem this dude's just going around well that's fine sick people into sheep and then they're all dying the anthrax experiments was just sheep and sheep alone just to prove his idea yeah but he but okay he wasn't concerned he wasn't trying to cure anthrax um it it just it was plaguing the (laughs) livestock at the time not the people um but smallpox was an issue that's pretty wild dude so he the the shady part is the smallpox um he he wanted to do kind of the same thing in this scenario he noticed that um i think there's a story about like a milkmaid that got had gotten cowpox it it wasn't like a deadly disease it was something you could get if you worked with cows and she did have it have cowpox recovered from it um and then somehow she was exposed to smallpox accidentally i'm assuming but didn't get it like wasn't affected by it so he his theory built on what he learned from the sheep and that's we can maybe give people cowpox to prevent a worse disease smallpox from killing them because it was killing the population at the time um and his first test was on a healthy young boy where he gave him cowpox which like well you know why not do an adult first but then after that he injected the boy with smallpox like directly and he didn't know if it was going to work or not. <laughs> like, this was a test. Oh, my god! Now, wow. it, it worked. Thank God. But it's weird that, like, nobody gets mad about this. Uh, it's... How, how? What year was that? That was 1796. Yeah, they didn't have rules back then. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. There's no such thing as rules. Nobody give a shit. So maybe that's <laughs> the answer. But nowadays... <laughs> I mean, with cancel culture afoot, uh, we got to cancel this guy, like because now it's not I okay. Agree. Yeah, so, that's up. Um, cancel Edward Jenner. Um, maybe that can accidentally switch to cancel Caitlyn Jenner on accident. Cancel Caitlyn. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> we'll cancel cancel Caitlyn along with it. But yeah. So that was Edward Jenner, who's technically there, there's arguments about who discovered stuff because this technically was not a vaccine he doesn't get the credit for discovering vaccine that goes to louis pasteur um, i wish we had a soundboard so we could have been like boo and then be like the award goes to pasteur yeah <laughs> louis pasteur in 1885 which that kind of blew my mind like it was a hundred years later that they actually made some progress on this um and maybe it's just smallpox was so bad that they had to do something and that maybe they were pretty good until then, and nobody really cared about this stuff. But Pasteur took it kind of a step further, and with newer technology that they had at the time, to try and like isolate a disease or a virus or whatever microorganism. Um, and what he did was he would 
expose it to something that would cause harm to the virus to, to weaken it. And he would inject it into a rabbit and then the rabbit would die. And then he would keep trying to weaken um, the virus or bacteria until um, the animal was able to recover fully. Um, and then he knew like the correct dosage to give for this to be effective. Um, and he also accidentally found or discovered um, what's called a inactivated vaccine, which I thought most vaccines were, and maybe the older ones are, but it's basically you inject dead virus or bacteria. In, so, into, yeah, yeah. So it's completely dead. He found this out on accident oh. when, because um, he I thought, thought it was he like was alive. I thought it was a live virus. There's there's different ones. So he was going for a live virus. After the fact, when he, I guess later on, when he got better microscopes and stuff, he he actually found out like the way he was doing it, he was actually killing the virus, but it was still effective. Um, which was, you know, that that. That's cool because if you can do, like the the less harm you can do to the subject, the better. Uh, when it comes to vaccines, uh, but yeah, no, the 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 goal was, and I think most of them are nowadays um, live, just weakened or attenuated. I think that's the fancy word. Um, versions of it, um, I think when it's something that's super deadly. The, like smallpox or anthrax or something i think it would be an inactive one just to play it safe um okay um so yeah so he he gave that out um he also i read that he stole a lot of ideas yeah, i don't know if that's yeah. true but i his lab apparently took a lot of ideas this article i was reading noted uh, a uh gene joseph henry Toussaint. don't really know but that's another guy who I guess that's because I think some of the the ideas you're talking about didn't he allegedly he stole from Bechamp, huh? And then yeah. he just put a different narrative behind it. Yeah. Which we will get to a little deeper later because yeah, there's some stuff. But yeah, I I read that as well that he was I didn't want to throw him under the bus immediately. Um, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you can cut, cut you can cut that out then. I edit it. Oh no, it's fine. It's fine. We can throw him another. We're getting there. He's gonna get it. But yeah, um, he may have, you know, may not have been his ideas. Um, and that's kind of the weird thing about science. Sometimes is like sometimes people can discover a bunch of people can discover the same thing at the same time, and it's just a matter of luck or shadiness or being corrupt that gets your name attached to the discovery. Yeah, it kind of sucks. Um, this guy may have done that. Um, luckily, he's more famous for pasteurized milk, so he can have that one. That's not <laughs> as cool, I guess. It's kind of lame. Um, I, I do want to mention... Oh, that makes sense. Pasture. Uh, he, he did warn that um, Using vaccines is good. It can reduce, like, basically the impact if you do actually get, like, a, the full-on virus. But he also warned, like, it could lead to, um, basically super viruses, in a sense. Uh, the one argument I read from him is that if, like, we completely vaccinate ourselves with a kind of, like, a 
a weakened version of, let's say, smallpox, for example, and then everybody gets it and then it's done, it's eradicated from our population. It can still be in uh, like another species, let's say out in the wild, and it just gathers strength up there by passing through the wildlife. And if it ever jumps back to humans, like we think we're safe, oh, but I see. The, the, the virus has gotten much stronger in the wild and like it becomes much more deadly. And our vaccines doesn't matter because that's like, that was like some weak ass stuff, but now now it's here for revenge so he did at least warn about that um and then that kind of goes in with the i'll at least tease at the germ theory versus terrain theory with him and Deschamps and their battles about that stuff but we'll we'll talk about that later so that's just kind of brief overview of where vaccines come from um i guess i'll mention real quick the only other type of um vaccine that i can remember that's new is um where they take like a virus that's not like deadly at all like it's just a virus like everybody has they will take it and modify it to have characteristics of a more deadly virus to kind of think of it like you're creating like a simulation for your um, immune systems to fight by creating a virus that looks like, uh, you know, a coronavirus or something. Um, so that when the real thing shows up, they kind of have a chance. Um, that's kind of like a newer, modern one. I also think there's another one. I think this is the mRNA one that people are talking about, where they inject something into, into you that modifies your cell's DNA to basically act as if it's already prepared to fight a foreign thing from entering your body. So instead, yeah, inst- yeah. yeah, instead of like, well, I don't naturally- really know how that all works, but it like goes down the DNA code in your in your cells, I guess. Yeah, and there's like an mRNA messenger RNA. I don't know exact. It takes like chunks of code, basically of your of DNA, and I think inject like interjects it into your code, something like that, right? Yeah, and naturally that sounds kind of that sounds concerning to me, and of course people just be like, it's just because you're dumb, but like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, that's what I have. So, I'll give you the floor for a bit. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I don't really know exactly where to go from there, but... Yeah, I mean, what... You know, I mean, I guess the the next thing that I would jump to is just the Pascal, you know, or Pasteur versus Bichamp, uh, and how it kind of leads into, to your point, the germ theory versus terrain theory, which from what I was seeing is kind of like, a well, there's a, there's a, there's kind of a preface. There's like a quote that I found by Hippocrates. It says it is more important to know what sort of person has a disease than to know what sort of disease. Sorry, did I read that right? (laughs) It is more important to know what sort of a person has a disease than to know what sort of a person or God, dang it, dude. You need to say it. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know the quote I'm talking about? Um, I would paraphrase it. You can give it another shot. Let's give it another. It <laughs> Just read the words. Everybody, Just read the words. It is more important to know what sort of person has a disease than to know what sort of disease a person has. There we go. Man, that took forever. <laughs> Basically, you know, it kind of leads into this whole theory of, um, you know, is it just like the bacteria that enters us is really bad and that's why we get sick? 
because it's just so strong that, you know, and just inherently that bacteria is going to make you sit really sick or is it, is it more or less like, okay, we probably have this bacteria in us maybe all the time. It's just who has it? Are you like a strong, you know, healthy person or are you someone who just eats McDonald's every day and pizza rolls doesn't, doesn't work and just sits on your ass all day, whatever you get the point. It's like, I don't know. I think, you know, cause Bichamp, I guess apparently he kind of found this stuff out about like, it, well, did he find out about cells like in bacteria? Is that kind of what he figured out? Yeah. I believe so it's, so. it's, it's more or less the idea is, okay, you know, bacteria enters into you via you breathe it in or you, you, you know, eat something that has bacteria is the idea more or less, okay, that bacteria is in you now. It's, you know, it's going to make you sick. I mean, when you're, when you're sick, the quote, like disease is really just your body reacting to something in you. So, yeah, I don't know, you know, so the prevailing idea is kind of what you were saying. It's like, well, inject that bacteria or virus or whatever, you know, whatever that germ is injected into you. And that way you're prepared to fight it. But the, the counter idea is like, well, you should just be healthy, eat the right sort of minerals and nutrients that can kind of fight it. And something interesting, you know, is like, um, we always talk about paradigms on this show. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like between these two people, Pasteur and Bichamp, it's sort of like established a paradigm. You can understand if paradigms shift, that causes a whole line of thinking to have to change. Um, and, you know, basically theories fall down, whatever. Um, so Pasteur kind of, he was the one who basically established like germ theory as the prevailing thing versus terrain. Terrain theory was more along the lines of if you're strong and you have the right minerals and you have the right, you know, proteins and amino acids in you, it'll basically be able to fight um, off the bacteria that causes the disease, the disease being your body's reaction. It's The way I was kind of reading it is, is like minerals and all this stuff, this nutrients are almost like shields, blocks that get in the way of the bacteria um, attacking your cell and making your reaction really bad. Because the bacteria will essentially get into probably the mitochondria, I don't know. But it gets in there and it, I guess, feasts on the unhealthy cells. And that's what allows it to grow, is what terrain theory says. It's basically, um, you know, and think about it. I mean, I, I buy this stuff called kefir or kefir. And it's some sort of, it's, it's almost like it's a yogurty kind of milky drink. And, I, and that sort of drink is popular because it's got bacteria in and uh, same thing with SCOBY and, and kombucha, whatever kombucha, you know, not too long ago, like that sort of drink was really popular because people were saying, oh, the gut is the second brain. I don't really understand exactly what that means, but it's kind of like if you keep your gut healthy, you, you, you can think clearer and uh, you're just a healthier person. So I rem- I don't know if you remember this, but a couple of years ago, I remember it was really everyone was focusing on what sort of bacteria is in their gut. So you could get samples done and then. There were, I think there were even prescriptions, I mean, I'm sure there still are today, where they'll say, oh, your, your gut is missing this sort of bacteria, so like take these supplements, drink this thing, and whatever. It was, it was more of, I guess you could say, almost holistic view where it's just keep your body in check, keep it in balance, have the correct bacteria. Because the thing is, you know, bacteria eats other stuff. That's how it grows. So you have bacteria all over. I think you have more bacteria than you do have cells. I'm not sure, but 
um, you know, you got a bunch mm, of bacteria yeah. all you and in you. And um, the idea of terrain theory is just like make sure you have a balance of that stuff. Because then when your body sees bacteria, um, for instance, that would cause like coronavirus disease. I know that's a virus, but they all, it's, it falls under germ category, I believe. But viruses are, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a scientist, so I'm, I don't know technicalities. From a layman's point of view, I feel like terrain sounds a little bit more legit. It's like you can control your health if you just take the right supplements, if you're exercising, if you're outside. And, you know, there's a guy, Anomaly, that I've listened to a lot of, and he, he basically talks about, and I, I didn't really understand this until I kind of dove into our research today, where he would say, you know, the PCR test, what it does is it magnifies in on your cells. And so the inventor of the PCR test, I can't even remember his name, but he was, he was, you know, during like probably the 19, the 1980s, 1990s when like Fauci was kind of big too, you know, and there was video clips of this guy saying, uh, yeah, Fauci's, he's a fraud, you know, he's, he's really just in it for the money. This was back decades ago. And, um, this is the guy that invented the PCR test. Keep in mind, he would call him a phony and this and that. Well, the guy died, I think in like 2000 eight or nine, not exactly sure, but, um, he basically, you know, is dead. And, and today the quote, like gold standard of testing coronavirus is the PCR test. The inventor himself, the guy who I can't remember his name, he said that if you zoom, like what the, what the PCR test does, again, I'm not a scientist. I think it zooms in really close on cells. I don't know if it uses light or whatever, but you know, Basically, it zooms in like a million times into a cell. And so he would he said in a video like, yeah, if you use this thing and zoom in enough, you'll basically see every kind of bacteria, every kind of germ, every kind of virus. And essentially, you'll see everything in a cell. So if you know, if you want to make money, you could say, OK, yeah, you have coronavirus. I'm just saying, you know, hypothetically, you could say you have coronavirus because we did the PCR. It's like, okay, but how many times did you zoom in? Did you, and you know, the idea with this terrain theory is that like, again, you know, you're breathing in like hundreds of thousands if not, or tens or hundreds of thousands of bacteria, like probably every second you're touching stuff that puts bacteria on you every second. So it's like, you just need to have a defense system in your body. That's kind of set up to fight that. And, um, and, you know, chances are you have like almost every kind of bacteria and germ and virus in your cells already. It's just that they don't have anything to feast on while you're not sick because your cells are healthy and they're fighting against it. And I think, in fact, I think bacteria, like it thrives in bad tissue. That's, you know, unhealthy yeah. tissue is where it grows the most. And, um, and it almost becomes that tissue. It almost becomes a form of that tissue because it integrates with it sort of. I don't know. Um, yeah, I remember early on in yeah. this coronavirus hysteria that the PCR test early on was a huge like topic of discussion in the in the the not mainstream circles. It said, "Yeah, if you magnify enough, you'll find everything in there. Everybody's got coronavirus in their system. It's just a matter yeah. of how much do you have in your system." Um, and yeah, it's goes and I mean, along with the rain about, theory, man. When you think about a disease or being sick, it's what I said earlier. It's the sickness or the disease, the illness that you have. You know, we're thinking about it as like, oh, I caught this thing, but really, it's like, you no, know, your body is reacting to something. 
and it doesn't know exactly how to react to it. So, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. So, you know, if you have weak cells, they're gonna, they're gonna, you know, they're not gonna be able to fight back really. So, um, you'll get the secondary response, which is the disease that yeah, comes and, from the back. And the the case in point for me to prove this is allergies. Like you get pollen in you, that doesn't do anything, it's, but your body reacts to it in a negative way, and that's where you get. That's when you get sick. Get the running, yeah, yeah, get yeah. the sneezing. It's from your body being like, "What is this?" Yeah, but that's it. Um, and, and something I've tried to kind of pay attention to because I kind of have allergies, and um, just to see how it is. And it seems to me it's just whenever a new allergen becomes high, like if it's like pollen season or if it's like grass season or mold or whatever, I'll get sick for a couple of days with like sneezing and mm-hmm. coughing and whatever, but then it goes away. But I'm still sucking in all that stuff. It's just your body is like, okay, okay, we know what this is. We're good now, <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. And, and I feel it's like that's kind it. of terrain theory is like get everything in there so your body's like, all right, we know what all this is. No surprises. Because I guess some – now the question is like what are the kind of things that would get in there that you would never want in there? Because I feel like the body is is built to defend itself against things what things is it trying to defend against? Um, yeah, just a, that's a, good just point. a thought. Like, I, I don't know. I, I haven't researched it. Um, but yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, again, I'm not a scientist. I don't know. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, I, I feel like we've kind of explained terrain theory and then germ theory is more or less just like there are bad germs that you don't want to breathe in because they will get you sick. I, I that's, that's kind of the way I, it, I read it. I'm, I don't know if you have anything to add to it, but it's I would like... say the defining factor that I found that was different between the, because the two almost kind of sound similar. It's like, yeah, they do. Who's the culprit is kind of the, is the, the it's like, how do you spin it? Or like, so, how do you figure out what the root cause is? Like, germ theory yeah. says that's different from terrain theory is that the viruses and bacteria that are harmful they do the direct damage they cause like they destroy the cells they do such and such and such but there's never been that's never been proven like ever really (laughs) um so yeah so i feel like back in the when the paradigm was trying to be settled i mean one we had to pick one side or the other just to roll with it um but Mm -hmm. because they couldn't prove it and I don't think we can still prove it yet. It's just yeah. It's inter- well, and there's limitations to the machines we use and the technology we have. Um, and there's been scientific, I would it, imagine, like tools and technology that we've used to prove stuff. Quote, and then like find out a few years later, like yeah, that machine's faulty. It's not working how we thought it was, or something. You know. Yeah. And I remember a couple. Um, people say no they have proven it by because they would put like a virus in a cell or in a like a on a slide with a healthy cell and then the cell would die they didn't see the cell the the bad like the virus doing anything um so they would just suggest no you took the cell out of its natural environment and shoved it on a slide that's why it died <laughs> you know <laughs> so, oh there's yeah i see it. so they've never been able to uh, at least create wait really that's like the quote proof that we're 
spacing. I think that's the closest we've ever gotten to trying to prove that viruses harm or kill cells directly. Um, Mm. But, but it's not, it's not been proven, but like, um, well, and honestly, I mean, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think the scientific method really is about proving something right. It's about proving the opposite of your opinion wrong or something that's like what that. It's supposed to be. Right? It's like proving the null hypothesis wrong, not proving yours right. Is Correct me if I'm wrong, but... Uh, no, I, I think that's up. correct. Um, Does the science... <laughs> but it's... Um, They went with germ theory, and it's like I I wouldn't be like, oh my gosh, what a horrible mistake. Because I mean, good things have come out of it, and we have learned things that mo- like will work under both paradigms. But they just they had to go with one, and even if there was some shadiness behind which one they picked, um, we have what we have. But then you have to you have to. I stress this with a lot of science is not settled science. Like it's it's ongoing. We're just in a certain paradigm right now. And until then you should take it as, you know, this is, this is how it works, but nothing's certain. It can always change. Just look at history. Um, Yeah. And even science, yeah, even science has been, you know, it's been wrong. Like, you know, and there's what's crazy is there's always so much scrutiny when you try to change yes. <laughs> theory. It's really weird. I mean, think about was it Galileo who thought, you know, he did he figured out, you know, the orbit was actually around, you know, whatever. <laughs> I don't remember how all that stuff goes, but he was uh you know, there was like different rotations, flat earth, round earth, like there's all these things that have been proven different and uh, people are always scrutinized for it. I, I just find, I find it so weird, to be honest. It's like it, it's it's odd to me because they want to. Everyone p- kind of imposes that. Oh, from, I'm right. From, I'm right. From a society so, view or from a scientist view? Both, really. Society I mean, view. I think it's it just starts ignorance. as a scientific. No, as, a, as that's what I was going to say. Kind of is it starts as a scientific view, and then whatever's broadcast yeah. is trick broadcast is trickled down and everyone wants to feel smart so they're like well that's not what the scientists say that's wrong it's like yeah i mean science is supposed to be curious so if you just take something for face value then what the heck whatever but um i don't know yeah to what you were saying before it's like what some side has to win in the paradigm and if there's corruption involved you could obviously in politics involved which apparently past year you know knew a lot of politicians and whatnot if there's that sort of thing involved um you pro- and you're making the decisions. You probably want to choose the one that makes you the most money, obviously. So I don't know. Hence I, why you, know, <laughs> you are being asked or demanded to get a vaccine now. Money. Yeah, it's like, and money. that's with the germ theory. It's like the germ mm-hmm. theory is like, okay, the bacteria is the bad thing, so let's inject the bacteria. How do we inject that? People can't just do that on their own. Well, they'd have to buy a vaccine. Whereas if you were to go with the terrain theory, it's like, um, oh, you mean I can just eat, you know, vitamins and take appropriate care of myself and i can and i'll pretty much be fine for life oh it's sick you know i've got control but then there's no money for the government and you know i've heard the argument well you know the government wouldn't like put out stuff that that'll hurt you and blah 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 (laughs) which is just crazy to me i mean we've seen time and time again that that's 
just not right. Like that's yeah. false. So, so I don't know. I guess it comes down to the, each individual. It's like, what do you want? Like, I'm sure it's a mix of both, you know, vaccines that can help, but at the same time, is it for everybody? You know, if I'm healthy and I'm active and, and I haven't been sick forever, you know, for a long time, even when there were other breakouts of the flu or anything else, like, should I get, you know, it, it should come down to the individual. And when you say that you people kind of sound, make you, they guilt trip you, they gaslight you, they make you feel bad or they, uh, just call you an idiot. Cause like, ah, you, you don't know what you're talking about. If you're just going to deny all this stuff, it's like, well, there's another side to it. And in history, you know, I've got a list up right here and this is from, uh, the CDC's website. It's just different cases of vaccines that have gone wrong in history. Keep in mind, we just told you vaccines weren't really a popular thing until 19 or sorry, 1898. Um, so there haven't been really that many trials. If you ask me in history, like just in general, there's not that many trials that have been done. And, you know, these incidents that I'm reading about on the on the CDC's website, mishaps, if you will, with uh, vaccines, they date from 1955. So, you know, that's what is that? That's like 60 years after vaccines were even really in the market. So 1955 all the way to 2013, there have been, <laughs> and there's stuff in, in the middle, you know? So it's like the cutter incident. So there's like a polio vaccine. Um, and even though it passed safety regulations over 200, basically saying over 250 cases of polio were attributed to the vaccines produced by one company, cutter laboratories. So these people wouldn't even have gotten it, but then, they gave him the vaccine and got, they got polio. <laughs> like, um, you know what I mean? It's like there were manufacturing errors or it could have been just bad science. No, no, who knows? It could have been manufacturing errors. Yeah. Contaminated batches, or it could have just been like, that wasn't the answer. And, they, and, I, and it yeah. was pushed as the answer. <laughs> I've seen one. I don't know. It was related to polio that the vaccines causing polio outbreaks and it's because they didn't factor in like in the third world countries where they're giving these out that they aren't the healthiest they aren't the most well nourished and the living conditions are poor so it can spread more easily just from the vaccine like if somebody has it they can give yeah, it to, man, they can give it to people that don't have it it spreads crazy yeah it does that almost that like supports the terrain theory and yeah that's crazy um this is saying from 1955 to 63, an estimated 10 to 30% of polio vaccines administered in the U.S. were contaminated with the simian virus 40, SV40, um, came from the monkey kidney that this, so it says the virus came from monkey kidney cell cultures used to make polio vaccines at the time. Most of the contaminations, so I guess, you know, when they were manufacturing, there was a contamination from the cell culture they pulled it from, is what that sounds like to me. Um, swine flu vaccine with the Guillain-Barre syndrome. It's like a neurological disorder, uh, that people got after the fly, uh, swine flu vaccine. Um, f so it says, uh, it increased risk was approximately one additional case of that disease GBS for every 100,000 people who got the swine flu vaccine when, okay. And it's, um, I don't know what exactly, does, but there's, you know, multiple sclerosis from hepatitis B vaccine. That's crazy to me. And that was in 1998. Mm. <laughs> You're just giving people MS like, geez, dude, that's awful. The H1N1, that was in 2009 to 2010, an increased risk of narcolepsy. 
Although they said it was proven like that, that there was apparently no correlation, I guess. Um, HPV vaccine recall in 2013, you know, uh, I don't know, man, there's, there's, and those aren't even all the ones, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not, you know, there's a lot of cases of vaccines going bad and having to be recalled or remanufactured. It's just, you know, it should be a personal choice. You shouldn't force it on anyone really. It's like, you know, and if someone's skeptical, don't shame them. I mean, what's the, why would you shame them? Try and figure out what the reasoning is. I don't know. I, think um, it, I wonder if it's almost like people are afraid that they could be wrong and that this person might be right. So then they just attack them. <laughs> and call yeah. Them yeah. And Cause it doesn't make any, any sense at all. Like if somebody approached me on the street and said the sky is green, I'd be like, okay, dude, <laughs> and move on. Like it's, I don't need to go after them. Like it's blue, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, people might even see colors differently. Who knows, man? But you know, <laughs> you just learn that that's blue, but it doesn't look blue to that person. Who knows? But I, I don't know. All this to say, basically, to to me, when there's this giant push for medicine, and you know, science, it, I'm not like science is a good thing, but it can be abused, and I feel like an easy way to do it is make pharmaceuticals grow. I mean, again, the pharma industry is huge. Not too long ago, people were lobbying against it. They've caused the most, you know, one of the biggest, uh, opioid epidemics in the world. Um, you know, they miss, you know, there's, I think there's an estimate from, from John Hopkins university. There's an estimate of like 250,000 people dying every year from medical mishaps is how it's classified. But, but the range estimated numbers of parents like 250 to 400,000 mishaps every year. I mean, there's, you know, not that this is the same as vaccines, but I've even heard stories where doctors will end up accidentally leaving like a soup, like a knife inside. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like we're subject to human error. We're subject to, you know, mishaps. If someone is, doesn't want to take that risk and is would rather just, Hey, I'll take care of my own body. If I get sick and I die, like that's on me, you know, it's like, I, I don't know. Uh, why do you have to force people to, to, to your bidding anyways? But all, all this to say, you know, science can be abused very easily. Yeah, and when people say I'm listening to the scientists, like, hmm. and like, tr and the left has science, I'm sorry, but like, like there were, there were, have been evil groups that have used scientists before. So mm -hmm. it's, it's not like a new idea to, you know, whatever I digress. I feel like I'm just going to ramble on, but, um, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's um, there are, and this is the the frustrating part of like, just having a reasonable stance is so crazy these days because you're either anti-vaxxer or you're just all in on vaccines. But like, like you're saying, and I'm kind of like I have the same mindset of you. It's like if you want it, get it. If you don't want it, don't get it because there are inherent risks with vaccines. And if you're going to follow the science, as you guys like to do, like everybody that's, you know, in my my age bracket of generally good health has a 99.99 survival rate of coronavirus. Why on earth would I get the vaccine? It makes no sense. Versus 1796 when I'm pretty sure it was like 60 to 80 percent chance if you get smallpox, you die. It makes sense wow. that, hey, how about we try out this vaccine? Because if we get it, we're screwed. Versus coronavirus, it's like, 
if you get it, you're mildly inconvenienced for a day or two. And the fun yeah, and part everyone is, pulls if you hard of like, <laughs> and if oh, you get ahead. the vaccine, you're out of commission for a day or two potentially. I know a lot of people that get sick after this this shot. So yeah, and there have been like sites that have been closing down that I've been reading about the past couple weeks. It's like, and everyone says like, I don't know. What I find funny is, you know, it's like okay, yes, when you get the shot you're, i guess it makes sense that you would see symptoms mm-hmm. but if they're shutting down fact well, not factories but administrations and the report says it's because they like saw adverse side effects that were like the flu or whatever and people are like well yeah see it's working and it's not that bad they're just getting like mildly sick like what it's supposed to do is like yeah but they're shutting down a site so do you think they're maybe like not telling you the whole thing because if it was just adverse effects and that's what they're shutting down for, isn't doesn't that go along with the narrative, like the whole theory of like, yeah, you're going to get a little sick? So wouldn't you expect that and then not shut down when you see that? Am I making any sense? Yeah. And I was going to I was going to tie this to the terrain theory that says like, and it's not it would be different if everybody got the shot. Everybody ran a mild fever. And maybe a runny nose or like a couple symptoms that were shared. But like these adverse effects are insane things that vary so widely between people that there's no way it can't be the it can't be the coronavirus that's causing this because it would be like the actual symptoms because it would be consistent across everybody. But it's not because it's terrain. So it's what people's bodies what bacteria, what viruses they already have in their body, how healthy they are, how healthy their cells are, that determines how their body reacts to the coronavirus when injected in and whatever else is in it. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so then it's like also, you know, another point, and this is probably like the last thing I really have to talk about, but it's like when, you know, people are like, oh, you're crazy for thinking like otherwise or whatever, just questioning and being skeptical. You know, it's like, Okay, first of all, the science isn't completely like 100% accurate ever. And on top of that, like, um, you know, the whole thing we're talking about with money, you know, gets involved. So some, there's an article on the gray zone, and I think it was written, you know, let me see, it was written by, by Michael Greenstein and Jeremy Lofredo on July 8th, 2020. I've read this in the past. I, I didn't really review it before this, um, you know, this this podcast. But what it talks about is how, you know, you got – and as soon as I say this, people are going to start running and be like, oh, my God. Well, I mean, if they've even made it this far. But <laughs> but as soon as I say this, people are going to start running and be like, oh, my gosh, conspiracy, here it comes. But, well, it's a deeply podcast. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, well, yeah, that's a good point. Well, so this, this article talks about – Bill Gates, basically, and, like, his involvement with the vaccine. So it's, like, you have the Bill and Bill Gates, like, foundation, you know? And him and Melinda, like, they go around trying to save the world. But what this article is talking about is, like, first of all, the dude's not really a scientist. And he's getting all this, like, science credibility. You know, he's, like, the throughout last year and even a little bit of this year, like, he was kind of one of the leading faces along with Fauci to promote and kind of, I guess you could almost say explain the vaccine and like promote it as like the solution. It's like, what does this guy know about vaccines? And, you know, I've read stories and I think this, 
this article talks about how, you know, vaccines and medicine that go through like he that he you know Bill Gates will basically fund a lot of vaccines to my knowledge he funds vaccines and he supports this effort and everyone I've talked to nurses about what I'm going to say and everyone's like oh it's such a good thing you know he's giving money for like world health and he's trying to solve problems it's like yeah that is good but again it can be weaponized and like disguised so you know one example that of this is being kind of like scummy operations is a lot of the the stuff that he funds, companies he funds, vaccines they develop, if they don't pass through sort of um, westernized uh, regulation, you know, I think there's something like eight checks, checkpoints for medicine. If it doesn't pass all these, you know, stringent rules and regulations and it's deemed as like a faulty medicine or something, what a lot of these companies do is, and Bill Gates, <laughs> I'm sorry, but he does this, he'll take these like bad medicines to orphans in like Africa and stuff to what you were saying earlier with the polio vaccine. It's like there've been bad polio vaccines time and time again, to my knowledge that go into Africa and, and you know, it's kind of a game like gaslighting people are like, Oh, he's doing something very good. He's helping people out and people believe it, which he might be, I'm not there personally, but I've heard stories where these unregulated medicines get like siphoned into Africa. A lot of them are funded by Bill and Melinda. And then they give them the vaccines by force because they're orphans and they don't have a choice in a lot of cases. And essentially, I mean, dude, I didn't even know what you told me earlier, like that, you know, the first vaccine was <laughs> administered on a boy. It's like, like, just like a little kid. It's like, well, that's still going on. They give it to kids in Africa who don't have any choice, who are super poor. And it's basically at least what I think it's like, it's their way of like getting a return on their R and D, you know, they have all these sunken costs into these medications and they're like, Oh, it didn't pass in the Western world. Well, I bet there's like some other governments that would buy these and, and maybe give us some money back, you know? Uh, and you know, that's the part where I brought that up and these nurses were like, yeah, but you know, think about it. Like that's medicine that they wouldn't otherwise have. And I was like, yeah, but it's bad medicine. So it's like poison. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? You know, I don't know. And this is a thing. It happens. So I don't yeah. know. Sketchy. And then I, I've heard a report of some dose of some vaccine that he shipped over to India ended up sterilizing a bunch of uh Indian girls. So I mean he's into eugenics, so So you, you could put on the tinfoil hat and say, mm -hmm, probably probably definitely not an accident. <laughs> but um I digress. Yeah. And if if they if they were to be like, oh actually the resounding theory is terrain theory, then People be like, oh, cool. I don't really have to buy into as much, you know, I don't have to buy in as much into these prescriptions and this and that. And like, I can save some money. And <laughs> then the whole pharma industry would shrink. So, not the whole thing, because there's obviously some stuff like, I don't know, like cancer. You can't really just like eat right and get rid of it. Well, to my knowledge. <laughs> I mean, to my knowledge, I don't know. Yeah, the but... people that have the extreme like terrain theory as king would say you can. But, yeah, I don't know um, about that, but so. I, I really don't know. But I think the problem is like, who knows what the heck, we don't even know similar, what dude. what the heck cancer is is like. I know where does it come from? That's the problem. Um, so you know, well, and that whole thing with ter terrain theory, excuse me, and I, is is and I think there's an old idea 
known as miasma or something where it's, yeah. you know, there's toxins in the air and you're breathing stuff in. But that is like, has been thrown away as not really science to my knowledge, like pseudoscience, but it's like, right. why can't all of these sort of be like, have some, tr- you know what I'm saying? It's like, they all have to have some sort of truth to them or else they wouldn't have even have been a debate in the first place. I mean, not to say there wouldn't have been a debate, but it wouldn't have lasted as long. It yeah, wouldn't it's, it's still like, make so much sense. Like, I don't know. All of There's got to be truth to all, all, all of them. All of these theories are incomplete. And somewhere where you take all of this evidence and ideas around each of these, they do converge at some point, and maybe someday we'll figure it out. But um, it's hard to do with paradigms, you know? It's like, because mm-hmm. I feel like in paradigms you chase after you chase after your own theory where it's like, yeah, um, we know there's like a whole in our theory and they just keep trying to close that hole, but they can't. Um, yeah, but they're not willing, but they're not willing to think that they may be incorrect completely. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I agree. And it's like, uh, I think also, when you challenge, you know, there's just a lot involved with it. It's like when you challenge the paradigm, uh, it it really does seem to like affect people's emotions. I don't really, I don't (laughs) know, man. That's, I don't know how else to say it, but (laughs) it kind of almost, it'll affect their emotions. And I think a lot of it is, you know, people want to seem smart. So there's like some, you know, hubris involved in there. Everyone's like, well, I know the, I know all these facts and it's like, dude, but, Oh, whatever. I don't know. There's just there seems to be a lot of human nature involved in paradigms and people's yeah, reluctancy, sure. along with a corporatized structure around paradigms. So it's like, you know, that paired with people just wanting to kind of stick status quo and not be challenged because they want to feel good and feel right. Then yeah, it, things just you know, there's no change and the paradigm just stays. That's the problem. Is like because man is so easily corruptible, just. Even just the fame of being recognized as the owner of a theory, you will defend that theory to the death, whether you believe it or not, oh, yeah. because you want the fame. And then you can just throw money on top of it because it does come with it. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah, for so sure. There's no no surprise there. It's not surprising. But I think if the mind. general population is willing to have an open mind versus – because we know these people won't because of the money and the fame – I think it can help out. Um, maybe we can shift yeah. paradigms quicker if um, a society latches onto an idea. You know, let, let's say some some famous YouTuber or like somebody goes on Joe Rogan, for example, that supports terrain theory and has a really good discussion with Joe and a lot of evidence to support it. There's a ton of people that might jump behind that. Like so. Yeah, you know. and again, I mean, even even. I don't know, not to get too weird, but it's like even the word paradigm and like understanding of how things works, that's kind of like a human con- like conception of it, of everything anyway. So it's like people just need to get over their human <laughs> humanity, I guess. I, I don't know, man. There's, it's not just what you see on Earth. Like it's just it's not just all what, what's in front of you. That's it. Like, I mean, there's there's I don't know, man, there's different there's different worlds at, at you know button up against each other i'm convinced and honestly you can see that in a cell they're almost like li- their own little worlds bumping up and interacting with each other 
bacteria comes in, gets you sick, or, you know, I don't know, your cells are strong enough to take over it. Or you got a, you got a vaccine and you're good because your body's seen it before. But I don't know, man. People need to be more open-minded, I think. I agree. But yeah. I think that's I have like a closing thought that I'll give if you're if you're yeah, yeah, ready to it. wrap up because like no yeah keep going if you're I'm here man just to give my uh, like my view on vaccines is basically like you just weigh the risk with the benefit and make the decision for yourself um I think back in the day when smallpox was a virus you didn't have to mandate people to get the vaccine they were lined up to get it already because they knew it was deadly they didn't have to be told it was deadly um that's kind of a red flag to me with coronavirus vaccine it's like if it was that bad people would be dropping like flies around me but honestly i know why very few people that have gotten it and the ones that have gotten it were sick for a day so like it so my choice is i'm not gonna do it um so there you go but I don't, I don't shit on people that, that get it because they are concerned about getting the vaccine. Uh, yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. They're concerned about no, getting the virus, the, the virus. But I will shit on I the people that get it sides, just yeah. because they want to post on Facebook that they're a good person. Those people can, can, <laughs> can go screw themselves. But the people that want to oh. get it because they're in danger, do it. And the people that don't want to get it because why? I support that too. It's just those, those other people come on man <laughs> the ones that are like me that push it on you dude oh man it's so funny oh someone was the other the, i don't know man people just are like you should really get the vaccine as soon as it's available to you i'm like bro what like don't talk don't talk to me dude <laughs> you know <laughs> it was <laughs> even that's weird what, that's to the me conversation yeah. you want to talk about like on the street when i'm seeing like i don't want to talk to you okay like you can walk off okay that's the worst <laughs> part in my like where i work just hearing everybody it's like oh you got the vaccine oh what were your symptoms how did you feel where'd you which one did you get where'd you get it it's like uh or just uh, over the phone they're like well i'm going to get my vaccine tomorrow so i'm going to be out i'm like all right yeah nice. <laughs> it's like okay it's and i thought like the flu shot people were weird because i did get some weird i was like you don't get a flu shot oh my god like i was like Ooh, okay <laughs> bro why why is this such a big deal I don't it's like, it's like <sighs> i don't know my, my answer is just oh, i never get the flu why would i get it <laughs> like I, I think my body's already got like stuff in there to fight it so to terrain theory <laughs> if we're going that way my body's ready for flu so i don't get the flu shot I be eating protein every day, getting big, so I'm, I should be good. <laughs> <laughs> Coronavirus is like, whoa, 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 not that guy, not that guy. <laughs> we don't, we definitely don't have the credentials. Because everybody knows, guys. like, if you're buff on the outside, your cells are also buff. <laughs> They're just in there lifting weights, dude. They like use a PCR test, zoom in real close. They're like, holy shit, dude, these this dude's cells are working out. <laughs> like, looks up at the camera, spits on it, and just keeps. <laughs> Damn, he's kind of mean too. <laughs> yeah, that's vaccines for you. <laughs> little um, history lesson, you know, little little bit about the paradigm and the battle between terrain and germ theory. And yeah, we weren't here to demonize it. We were just going to share. There are risks, and I wish people were more upfront about it. Uh, I think a lot of people would be more. I don't know. 
I don't know, open. I think even the anti-vaxxers would come around if they were just open about, yes, there's like a 5% chance you'll have this effect. If you get this, we've seen it. Up to you. So that's that's my thing. So get it get it if you want it. That's my stand. Get it if get it while it's hot. <laughs> yeah. Until then. We'll see you guys next time. DYB podcast at gmail.com. Email us your thoughts and ideas. Yeah.